You are listening to Lions Unchained. The podcast where the lion within you is unleashed and the truth will set you free. Join Carl Joseph right now for a life-changing word where no topic is off the table. Get ready to be unleashed into your destiny. Did you know the word of God is profitable? In the business realm, people are attracted to that which is profitable because it serves as a good form of investment. Well, let me tell you, friend, there is nothing more profitable than God's Word. Don't believe me. Believe the Scripture itself in 1 Timothy 4.8. And I'm quoting, For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. And again, further down in the chapter, it says in verse 15, Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. When we are confronted with God's word, we have two choices. We can either embrace the truth and accept it as our reality going forward, or look backward at our lives and what we've done to define who we are. Our identity, friend, is tied to what Christ did, not what you have done in this lifetime. Jesus warned about this when he said in Luke 9.62, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Friend, shake the shackles from yesteryear. Don't let your past mistakes define you. You are not defined by your past. No matter what you've done, you are defined by what God's Word says about you. Don't let the accusative tone of Satan concerning your past steal the joy of your salvation. No, friend, the reality is that when we are born again, we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. The best example of this is the Apostle Paul himself. Now, did you know that some scholars even attribute the murder of several hundred Christians by Saul of Tarsus prior to his conversion? He even admits these murderous rampages by his own testimony in Acts 22 verse 4 when he said, I persecuted to death the followers of this way, arresting both men and women and throwing them in prison. So why do we trust Paul the Apostle so much despite his bloody past? The person who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament was not the same murderous Saul of Tarsus, because when he was converted on the road to Damascus, he became born again and a new creature. His slate was wiped clean by the blood of the Lamb, and God was not holding any former sins against the Apostle Paul. Wow, this is powerful, my friend. We serve a merciful God for sure. Friend, it's time to bury your past too and move on with Jesus. And one of those promises of moving on is long life. Let's read from Psalm 91, 16. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. In Psalm 34, verses 12 through 13, it says, What man is he that desires life and loves many days, that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Friend, your tongue has a lot to do with the successful outcome of your life, and particularly your lifespan according to God's Word. But few actually want to hear this. Many people will argue with this fact because they like to slander or cut down or berate other people behind their backs. But the Bible also says, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life in Proverbs 15.4. We need to say what God says about us and turn our life in God's direction by speaking His Word. Very few people have grasped the full ramifications of what Jesus Christ purchased on the cross for us with his own blood, hence the reason for this broadcast. 
Our victorious life in Christ on earth is in direct proportion to the knowledge of what he did for us and knowing who you are in Christ as a result of his monumental sacrifice. Friend, God's word has a solution to every problem of our lives. We just need to dig deep into its treasure and find a solution. Now I'm reading from Proverbs 4 verses 20 through 22. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. We must incline our ears to the word of God, friend. This is not just a one-time affair. This is an ongoing effort, because we know from Romans 10:17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God's Word is literally a medicine to our flesh and can bring healing to our physical bodies. I'm reminded of that awesome testimony by Dodie Osteen several years ago when she found out she had cancer. Every day she would literally stand on her Bible and recite the Word of God. She spoke to cancer every single day and commanded it to leave. In Dodie's case, the Word of God literally became health to her flesh. Friend, God is not a respecter of persons. What he did for Dodie, he will do for you. Some would call her crazy for doing this, but she was healed because of it and is alive to this very day. Some people will take the word of a doctor above what God said about the situation, but this is wrong thinking. We have to realize that the way in which Jesus acted while he was on the earth is still the will of God in action. Jesus said himself in John 6:38, For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. His will to heal has not changed, my friend. God's promises are as good today as they ever were. Therefore, God's opinion of healing, prosperity, and deliverance, or any of his other promises have not changed. So we can be confident that he will fulfill his word if we mix faith with it. We also know from Scripture that the will of God was manifest through His Son, and we should pay close attention to the red-letter words of Christ in our Bible. Hebrews 1 verses 1 through 2 says, God at sundry times and in divers manners spoke in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by His Son, whom He is appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the worlds. Many years ago, Brother Kenneth E. Hagin spent some considerable time treading through the New Testament, primarily through the epistles. As you know, the word epistle comes from the Greek word epistole, that means letter or message. The epistles were a primary form of written communication in the ancient world, especially during the New Testament times. Since many of the New Testament books were originally written as letters to churches or individuals, they are referred to as the epistles. What is standout is that they're addressed to us, the Church of Christ. None of the other books of the Bible are specifically addressed to church members, and as a result, we should pay close attention to them. Now, as Brother Hagen went through the New Testament, he underlined in colored pencil expressions such as in Christ, in him, and in whom, or through whom, etc. He basically underlined the ones that apply specifically to us. When he did so, he found 140 expressions that directly state or infer what we possess because of what Christ did for us. In a few short moments, I will read them to you. We are now post-cross in possession of these majestic spoils. Pay close attention, my friend, because when I read these to you, this is who you are. This is what you represent. 
You are a child of God, Romans 8.1. You are redeemed of God and redeemed from the hand of the enemy, Psalm 107, verse 2. You are forgiven, having been delivered out of the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear Son, Colossians 1.13-14. You are saved by grace through faith, Ephesians 2.8. You are justified, Romans 5.1. You are sanctified, 1 Corinthians 6.11. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 5.17. You are a partaker of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption of this world, 2 Peter 1.4. You are redeemed from the curse of the law, Galatians 3.13. You are delivered from the powers of darkness, Colossians 1.13. You are led by the Spirit of God, Romans 8.14. You are a son of God, Romans 8.14. You are kept in safety wherever you go because an angel has been assigned for your protection, Psalm 91, verse 11. You are getting all your needs met by Jesus, Philippians 4.19. You cast all your cares on Jesus because he cares for you, 1 Peter 5.7. You are strong in the Lord and the power of his might, Ephesians 6.10. You do all things through Christ who strengthens you, Philippians 4.13. You are an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus, Romans 8.17. You are an heir to the blessing of Abraham, and Abraham's blessings are yours, Galatians 3.13-14. through 14. You are observing and doing the Lord's commandments, Deuteronomy 28.12. You are blessed coming in and blessed coming out, Deuteronomy 28.6. You are an inheritor of eternal life, 1 John 5.11-12. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 1.13. You are healed by his stripes, 1 Peter 2.24. You exercise your authority over the enemy, Luke 10.19. You are above only and not beneath, Deuteronomy 28.13. You are more than a conqueror, Romans 8.37. You are establishing God's word here on earth, Matthew 16.19. You are an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony, Revelation 12.11. You are overcoming the devil each and every day, 1 John 4.4. 4. You are not moved by what you see, 2 Corinthians 4.18. You walk by faith, not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5.7. You bring every thought into captivity, 2 Corinthians 10.5. You are transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12.1-2. You are a laborer together with God, 1 Corinthians 3.9. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 5.21. You are an imitator of Jesus, Ephesians 5.1. You are the light of the world, Matthew 5.14. You are the salt of the earth. Please take time to look up these scriptures for yourself and meditate upon them. Personalize them. This is called appropriation. See yourself in these passages. Friend, that is how Christ Jesus sees you. I would also ask that you crack open the Bible for yourself and read these passages in context. Make them your own. By knowing the truth in the specific areas of need, you will be set free from any hindrances in your life. Notice in the time of temptation in the wilderness, Christ never took up conversation with Satan. He merely quoted the word of God back to him, and he is our ultimate example for combating Satan one-on-one. -on -one. Friend, we should have the same mindset that postures us for victory. Instead of reasoning with the enemy, we need to cast down imaginations and quote the word of God back to the enemy as Jesus did. 
The Holy Spirit will help you recall these spiritual truths by bringing them to your remembrance in the time of testing or temptation. Friend, victory is guaranteed as you meditate on God's Word and appropriate what Christ did for you. The trouble is, if you don't take the time to understand what Christ won for you on the cross, then you won't be able to apply it in your life. It is absolutely imperative you get these scriptures inside of you. Personalize them. Speak them in the first person. In the body of Christ today, we have an identity crisis. And by that, I mean we don't know who we are because we don't know what Christ did for us. Once we stand on the platform of righteousness, which means right standing with God, we are then confident to do the works of Jesus Christ. We cannot do the works of Jesus Christ as he implored us to do if we are not confident in who we are. Righteousness is right standing with God. You are justified in his presence, just as if I'd never sinned. Friend, when it comes to our attitude in prayer, Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. The trouble is that many people come to God feeling condemned. They're not confident in his sight. And it comes down to this righteousness issue, being justified in his sight. By meditating on these scriptures, you will feel more confident. Know that it is based on what Jesus did, not what you've done. Remember what I said at the beginning of this message. In plain terms, if God can forgive the Apostle Paul for potentially hundreds of murders of Christians, then there is nothing that he can't forgive you of, my friend. You have been listening to Carl Joseph in the Lions Unchained podcast. Every week, new episodes are uploaded. So stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out our website at carljosephministries.com for exciting articles and discussion points. See you next week. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button.